Welcome to Raw and Real, the his and hers look at life and business with Paul Snell and Lindsay Burden. The podcast that questions the norm, discusses the topics that matter, and reality checks the latest trends. Welcome to Raw and Real, the podcast where Paul and I look at the hot topics, the things that are getting our goat, and those subjects that we think need to be talked about. And today we have a really good one, don't we, Paul? We don't do. give it away. Don't give it away. <laughs> <laughs> we do, Lindsay. I'm not going to give anything away, so I'm going to hand straight back to you. Now, we are going to cover such an important topic today and there are so many angles to it but I think we need to start with stress and the fact that some stress if I could get my words out is good for you because that's our topic today it's stress we're trying to look at it from lots of different angles and I am going to be very reliant on you Paul because this is your absolute baby and this is your zone of genius But let's start with that question, because everyone talks about stress. And one of the things you said to me was some stress is good for you. Yes. Yes, indeed. And I think it's worth saying, Lindsay, that um, part of this podcast today, or certainly for me, is we are now in Stress Awareness Month. We are. Uh, all of April 2023 is Stress Awareness Month. It is a focus. Um, it's always a priority for me, but it is a focus. There's lots of uh, fantastic stuff out there to help people with stress. But but let's let's deal with that question. Um, no, let, let, I need to be really clear here because it's easily under, misunderstood, and, and and I don't want that misunderstanding. Um, we are actually as a as a um, species wired for stress. It's actually stress in its simplest form is part of who we are. And let me explain a wee bit. Probably most people have heard of the fright and flight response. So in other words, if we are if we are scared, if there is something we're fearful of in that instance, then there is a physiological response. What do I mean by that? Um, to, to put it really simply, when I talk to my kids about this, it's a bit like if I were in the uh, dinosaur age and a dinosaur was in front of me, how would I respond? Uh, and the idea is I'd either run or I would stand frozen. Either way, it is a stress response. Yeah. And in the simplest terms, uh, that is a release of a chemical called cortisol in the body. Um, and that that what that does is flush blood to the ha- hands and feet and legs, because guess what? If you want to run, you're going to really need blood in your legs um, or, or if you're going to fight, you need them in your arms. So there is a physiological response. So first things first, stress in its simplest form is something we do by default. We don't even think about a stress response. But there are two additional things to consider. One is actually there's an element of stress, or I should really should say there's a point in the stress curve. There's, it's a curve. If you imagine a bell curve, uh, stress uh, sees a, 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 a top point, an apex, and around just before that apex is an area of what we call good stress, as a technical term called eustress, uh, and that actually drives performance. 
Again, mm -hmm. this is a physiological response that drives us to perform at a much higher level. It's how world-class athletes uh, do so well, or sports people, and as well as some of the amazing speakers, the motivational speakers we know, they're stressed at that point. But mm -hmm. they use that stress re response, just in that, that small area, that small window, to generate significant performance. So you can see, Lindsay, Keeping it simple, there is standard stress. We then move to what we call eustress, which is good stress, which is positive stress, stress that drives performance. But then we hit a wall. Here's the challenge. Here's the challenge. There is a, a definition of stress called chronic stress. In fact, it's called distress. Mm. Um, and that's when we experience the stress response over a long period of time. Okay. So to give you an indication, when I talk about the basic stress of fight or flight, that's a response we make in a moment, um, our bodies cope with that. And, and it, it puts the cortisol around the body, fantastic stuff. But cortisol, as, uh, um, as a chemical, is damaging to our body. Too much of it, and we have problems. So long-term stress, distress or chronic stress, means we experience that that stress response that should be quick and instantaneous constantly. That's where we have a problem. That is the big thing that I talk about more than anything is the significant impact of chronic stress uh, on, on your body, on how you think, the psychology. It's significant. I can't stress that enough without jumping on a soapbox, Lindsay. Well, you've mentioned Soapbox, so I want to know really from you, and there are so many questions pinging at me, but let's go to this one first. Why stress? Why is it so important to you? Because it's integral to the way that you work. It's, you know, if anyone is following you on and you know on LinkedIn or it's there, it's mm. embedded in everything you do and everything you say. So why stress for you, Paul? Why is it so important to deal with? It's, it's incredibly personal. And I think m most of the time when, when I'm talking to usually um, solopreneurs or service-based businesses, it's something personal that kicks it off. It is for me. It's deeply personal. Um, I remember back in 2012, a long time ago now, uh, back in 2012, for me, working very long hours, um, using caffeine as a prop. Mm. And I don't mean the odd cup. I mean, constantly throughout the day, into the evening, working 18, 19 hours a day consistently. That cannot end well, let me tell you. And it didn't end well. I ended up uh, in A&E. Um, I had heart, uh, a regular heartbeat, terrible. In fact, I was in A&E for seven hours, plugged into machines. Uh, and the doctor sat me down and, and basically said, you cannot sustain this lifestyle. No. It's going to kill you in the end. And, and he wasn't being dramatic. And for the first time ever, I'm I'm sitting in this resuscitation unit, wires connected up, thinking, this isn't, this is serious. This isn't, we're not messing around here. My heart isn't pumping well. Now that carried on uh, uh, for a period of time until enough was enough. I couldn't do that anymore. And I assumed I'd got away with it. I assumed that, um, I worked very hard to remove that stress from my life and did. But here's the thing. It wasn't until years later, in fact, probably only four years ago, where um, I had a repeat and I wasn't stressed. Mm 
I was actually okay. You know, I dealt with, I worked very hard for a whole year to get stress under control, reduce it, change my lifestyle. It's the reason I do what I do now. But what I hadn't appreciated was the damage was already done. And three or four years ago, the confirmation I had was, no, your, your heart is damaged. It, it, there is no fixing of that. When someone says to you, uh, your heart's damaged, there is no, well, can we can we just put a splint on it and hope it gets better? But it doesn't. So now I carry that problem. I have that problem. And um, it resonated with me yet again that this isn't a, a thing that can just be switched off. And if you leave it too long, switching off doesn't fix it. So it became very personal, really, Lindsay, as you can tell. Yeah, and what's really interesting about that, I wonder as well, if we think about stress and we think about it in the moment, we don't necessarily think or understand or appreciate there could be longer term health problems, physical health problems that cannot be fixed. And I, one of the, the things we have talked about is that it's not talked about. And there is this challenge, I think, for, and I think you've already alluded to it, actually, that there are these different levels of stress. And it feels like, you know, are you more stressed than the next person? Or how stressed are you? And what are the limits? And when should you start seeking help? And there are some real challenges there. So why don't you, we talk more about stress management? Mm. I, I think there's a couple of points to make here, Lindsay. I think first off, um, there's a very British stiff upper lip attitude to stress, yeah. right? Um, and we have this, no, just keep pushing on through. Uh, and I hear it today. I hear it from so many people. Uh, people saying, oh, no, no, just push through. Don't worry. It's not a problem. Um, and thankfully, they're not the ones sitting there with long term health issues on the back of either being burnt out or suffering a physical response to long term stress. So there is there is this attitude to push on through. And it, it's I find this very, very difficult because. I, I feel I have the consequences of pushing on through. Mm. I've seen consequences of pushing on through for everyone else or for people uh, that in similar in my situation. And that it's such a poor attitude. And, and I'm going to be radically unpopular probably with this because you have these vastly successful uh, entrepreneurs and usually influencers on social media saying, no, 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 you, you, you've got to work hard to achieve success. And do you know what? They're right. Because hard work isn't stress. Let's be absolutely clear. Hard work is not stress. Stress is only a response to something. And usually we call those stressors. Stress itself doesn't exist. It's simply a response to a stressor. And we've got to be very clear on that. Otherwise, we do this stress management thing. And I, I, I don't like the word stress management. I, I think it's a poor description because it infers all we have to do is take all of that incredible pressured chronic stress we have and simply manage it. So we're not talking about reducing it. We're not talking about dealing with the stresses where it comes from. We're simply saying, well, just manage it. 
great. Do you know what happens when you just manage stuff? Eventually it leaks back into your life again. So I, I don't talk about stress management per se. I talk about stress reduction because if we don't deal with the things that are stressing you, which we call the stressors, um, it, it, it's things not going to change. It will simply leak back into your life again. I really being very controversial, Lindsay, I really don't care what anyone else thinks about that. I seen too much of an impact around the idea that people can simply manage stress. It's, it's not enough. And, and you are so passionate about it. And I was coming at it from an angle of why don't we talk about stress more often? And why don't we talk about stress management more often? And you've come back at that and you've really picked up this key phrase that we talk about, which is management of mm. and what you're saying is we we can't accept that and it's not acceptable to manage it. What, why? Would, and from what you were saying as well, I'm kind of thinking, why would we even want to manage it? Yeah, well, uh, uh, and there's two things. I think in, in answer to you, perhaps your, your question initially was, why don't we talk about it? Because we don't think it's important. Yeah. It, it really is that simple. If, if I, if you were to Google about stress management or being stressed, two things happen. Firstly, there's lots of fluff. There usually is about all these sorts of things. Yeah. But the secondly, it's just not considered, it's not considered something worthy of discussion. In fact, I've seen all too often people wearing stress with a badge of pride. Oh, I'm stressful. That must mean I'm working really hard. Oh, I'm stressful. Oh, I'm stressed. That must mean I'm being successful. Yeah. We don't talk about it because we don't think it's important. Now, here's the shift. The minute it goes into burnout, which is the consequence of long-term chronic stress, everyone talks about it everyone talks about the implications of burnout because they are distinct they're not small they're not insignificant they are life-changing in so many ways and so I, I think that's the first answer to your to your question about talking about it Lindsay I just don't think we take it seriously enough in all honesty you raised something really interesting there that differentiation between stress and burnout mm. And I'm just wondering, because we don't talk about it, and I know you've got some you know, some really strong statistics around stress and business owners, but before we get there, just how do we know what the early signs are? Because if we're mm. saying that actually, do you know what, sometimes by the time you get to the stage of managing it, no one can see my air quotes, but mm. managing it, yeah. it's too late, you're heading to burnout, which is when everyone will want to talk to, it, mm. talk to you about it kind of thing. So how do we notice the, the early signs of stress so we can start doing something about it earlier? And, and is that a, a solution or a way forward? Um, I, I often liken it to this. Um, it's a bit like putting on weight. Okay. You, you never actually feel like you're putting on weight. You don't sit there and go, oh, there's another pound. What... And it's, it's sort of the same with stress because getting weight off is tough. Um, it's sort of the same with stress. Stress is insidious. In other words, it creeps. It doesn't just happen. Um, we experience that instantaneous stress thing, the fight or flight. We experience that and, and we, in the situation, we deal with it one way or the other and then we put it to bed. But the reality is the next one comes along very quickly. Now, there is a statistic that says, uh, we are wired to have a very small amount of cortisol around our bodies about once every 72 hours. Okay. 
The problem is when that becomes more regular, we get used to it, actually. We get used to the fact that, oh, there's another problem I've got to wrestle with, always another stress. And look, you know, you and I are, are business owners, so we know what this is like. So when you're sitting there going, oh, cash flow is a bit tough. What am I going to do? How am I going to manage? Um, the sales are not coming in. The marketing's not working. Whatever it is, it becomes a repeatable thing. It becomes regular. It just is. That Sometimes that's life. But here's the challenge. When it becomes regular, the symptoms of stress become more pronounced. We don't always see them in ourselves. This is part of why it's good to have people around you. I'm a huge fan of having a support network, um, whether that's friends, colleagues, peers on social media. Have people around you because they will notice. They will see the shift. They will see the shift from Paul being a bit sort of irritable every time cash flow comes up for discussion to Paul being irritable all the time. Uh, and, and whenever you jump on a Zoom to, you know, for Paul to look dreadful physically, because, you know, how we look outside is often a reflection of how we are on the inside. inside yeah. um, so I will say to you, I wish there was a, a, a firm line that said, oh, as soon as you trip over this line, there you're in chronic stress. It's sadly not that distinct. But what we can do <clears throat> is begin to see some of the telltale signs and there is an opportunity to curb it at that point to avoid the burnout. Doing it on your own is a tough one. Doing it with people around you that you're prepared to listen to, that, that's that's a big step forward. I just wonder as well, Paul, and it is the his and her podcast, so I just want to put it out there. Women are really, really good at pushing it down, pushing it down, pushing it down, pushing it down. And we it's almost like... Um, then something else happens. So we're just adding to it. So we've got to push a bit harder to keep it down. And we're so good at telling everyone that we're fine, that we're okay. We're, women are absolutely rubbish at accepting help. You know, you can even, and I know I've done it. We go, oh, I've got this to do and that. What can I do for you? Oh, nothing, nothing. <laughs> and we're like that. And I just wonder if there is a difference, a different journey perhaps to the place where you know you get to burn out or how is that different i i, I think there's a nuance i i think um well physiologically there's not a lot of difference right we all suffer the same consequence of of long-term stress but there is a nuance and it's not black and white again because men are not completely unable to do this um but funny enough Empathy plays a role. Uh, and it is in my experience, and I'm pretty sure I've got stats on this, but certainly from my experience, women are better at sharing their, I'm going to use the word feelings. It's a broader sense. Yeah. In my experience, uh, and it's fair to say, statistically, there are way more women coaches than there are men coaches right? I think that's a fair comment, certainly in my experience. And I think that's that's a critical part um, when we're looking at how men and women differ in that journey on stress. I do feel there's, there is a, a part of a woman's journey that, um, and again, being very careful here, that if that sharing of feelings, if that sharing of empathy is there, 
it, it makes a difference because inherently and, and again men can be men can do this a lot and it seems to be much more these days yes. men seem to rarely sit down and go do you know what i feel pretty rubbish life's pretty rubbish um i don't see that as often as i do with women so in answer to your question i don't think there's a physical or even a psychological difference but there might be a behavioral difference at that sort of empathy feeling level because yeah, I think we we are very good at empathizing with others and supporting others and caring for others. I don't think we're any different mm. to men. And particularly from a business perspective, and this will lead us nicely back, I think, to business and to your statistics and why we need to be aware of stress and the impact it has on our businesses. But I, I certainly feel in, in the world that we live, women put themselves under pressure we are under pressure and mm. it's a very different world and it's not um a level playing field no I, I i i would agree with that Lindsay. in fact i would agree with that very much i think a previous episode we got to that yeah, we did but <clears throat> but but th that that is very true so when it comes to stressors then i would agree there's a differentiation there because not only do women business owners like men business owners have very clear uh potential stress from things like cash flow sales marketing and so forth but there is a tendency and i'm choosing the words carefully here because it's not black and white there's a tendency that that women mothers wives have an additional level of potential stress because of because of their involvement at a probably a higher level in most cases with looking after the home yeah. now i'm being i'm being very general there i i don't think there is black and white certainly not not in these days but i am going to agree with you that there is an element of perhaps a woman's life um that has this extra level of potential yeah and for me as well, I, I'm not sure that we are any better at seeking help, asking for help. And we're so busy putting on the face of everything's OK, everything's OK. Mm. Um, and I know from my own personal experience that I was working so hard and putting in so much mm. energy to put on this face of everything's OK, that actually if I'd use that energy to make myself better to heal to you know start um, a journey and I'm talking way before my business I would have been a different person and I would have been a different person much more quickly it took me to start my business to to see where I was not looking after myself and where I was spending a huge amount of energy it's fascinating isn't it fascinating I, I think both of us I certainly have and I know you have uh, had what you might term as high-flying careers in the past. Uh, and isn't it interesting when you can reflect, because now as business owners, you can sit back and go, I know what it's like to have my own business and what that entails. I also know what it's like to have a successful career and what that entails. And I don't know how you feel, but even with all the pressures uh, of being a business owner, I don't think it's as clear cut as simply going, well, I'd rather have the career. I, I, I've seen too many people, in fact, even now, 
You know, I, I have people mailing me or messaging me at the weekend saying, well, I'm now doing my catch up because the week has been so busy in their high flying career. I very recently, someone who I considered to be at the top of their game just left this very senior role in a huge organization saying, I can't do it. Can't do it. And you raise a really interesting point there because um, I work with um, several women who have come out of the corporate world where they were extremely successful. And what's happened is they are repeating the patterns in the corporate world that were actually part of the reason that they were stressed and you know they were close to burnout and, and they had to leave, which leads us nicely to, um, you shared with me earlier a statistic um, about business owners and the percentage of business owners who are suffering from stress. Yeah, it, <clears throat> excuse me. In fact, it's it's probably more specific than that. I think all business owners suffer from stress. I don't think there is one that doesn't. But 79% are suffering with long-term chronic stress. Yeah. That's a huge number. You know, if you're in a, a networking event with 100 people, 80 of them, I've got chronic stress. I mean, goodness me. So there is there is some shocking statistics. And of course, again, no one really talks about that, no. right? Because they just brush it under the carpet and say, no, come on, push on, pull your socks up, get on with it. Um, and, and yet that's the level of people who uh, are potentially going on to burnout. Now, here's a worse statistic. Um, during During COVID, so you have to take that into account, Yes. During COVID, 11% of all small business owners considered suicide. It's horrendous. Because that was the way to get away from the stress and the pain that on top of the battle that is at times to have your own business, all of a sudden you've got something that stops it dead. Now, if you're at a point where it, it's something like an event tips you from I'm feeling stressed to suicidal, then there's a challenge there. That's that's not a an average day of, oh, it's been a poor day because it's rained all day. I've not got my walk in. Isn't that stressful? We really are at a point where if you're tipping from chronic stress to suicidal, mm, that that's not something we can take lightly. <coughs> Excuse me. Um what you know that that's a statistic where one in ten, one in ten business owners considered suicide you know come on that that's you know people will will ask me about why i get involved with stress and why it's such a key thing it's reasons like that i don't care who you are where you're from what you do nobody should ever be in that situation no because that is a very very dark place yeah to be in. um and there is no amount of pushing through that will that no. will happen. no no shocking really really is shocking before i move on have you got any other statistics because i love hearing your statistics well apart from the last one which was horrendous well the last, actually neither of the two you've shared today have been um very um very, they've been hard to hear the, the, statistically there's lots there's loads and loads and they're not all negative you know statistically they show if you catch a chronic stress early enough there's something like a 90% chance that you'll reverse any damage. But it, but it, 
again, it's not an exact science, Lindsay. There's lots of lovely statistics around the effectiveness. And let me give you an example. Um, one of the best, uh, and, you know, I, I'm a, uh, I'm, I have a business background, right? I'm not someone who necessarily embarks in things like yoga, as good as that is. Um, I have a business background. So when someone says to me, Paul, you need to practice mindfulness, I need to be really convinced because my immediate response, as it was a number of years ago, was, oh, isn't that the thing that people just go and do and watch a flame or something like that? Um, <clears throat> but by far, by some significant way, statistically, mindfulness is the best mechanism to reduce stress remember i said i'm not into stress management i don't believe it i don't think it's healthy <clears throat> but i am absolutely into stress reduction and mindfulness in its simplest form is so hugely effective if you were to look at the top 10 uh things to do to combat stress to reduce stress mindfulness is always at the top yeah and that doesn't surprise me i mean i, I talked about how so a glimpse into my own face that I was putting on. And that was before I had the business. When I had the business, it was like, get in, get done, get started, da, 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 da. And um, I started to meditate and it was life-changing for me because it actually just brought me down and settled everything. And I still, to this day, meditate every morning before I do anything. And isn't is, it? Isn't it? Isn't it? And you know, when people say to me, Paul, so what are the best techniques? i got to say, do you know what the best technique is to make it a lifestyle? Yeah. If you're going to do mindfulness, and I love it, and <clears throat> it's broad and deep mindfulness and its topic uh, and its subject matter, but I have a huge passion for it. And yes, meditation is part of that. But so is going for a walk yeah. and not having a phone with you. So you actually listen to birds. Uh, and, and you actually enjoy the air, the fresh air, because it grounds you. And <clears throat> again, uh, I, I, in the early days of looking at mindfulness, I'm thinking, who is going to take me seriously? Which business owner is going to take me seriously? That I talk about walking, going to listen to birds. But the reality is the evidence is uh, uh, without question supports that as a mechanism to reduce stress. And so I... I you know, I could talk forever on it, really, Lindsay, mindfulness. I think it's paramount. I think it's huge. I think it's life-changing. And the more, the merrier. To bring it back to business again, stress impacts our businesses. And we've sort of alluded to that a little bit. And I think... We've, I feel like we've alluded it, alluded to it, if I could say that, in a, in sort of a bigger picture kind of way. You know, when we're stressed, it, it's difficult to make good decisions. When we're stressed, we're busy head down and we lack connection with the the end destination, who we want to serve. Well, all of those things happen. But for me, and you and I were discussing this before, there's almost something even smaller that's just fizzing underneath all the time. And if we don't take account and acknowledge and do something about our own stress, it has this rippling effect 
that if you were in a corporate world and you were in a meeting and you were stressed, you could almost watch it go around the room. But for business owners, it has the same. And I always think of it, it's kind of that fizzing that's going on and it just permeates everything. Yes, it's 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 a well-known phrase that we talk about how stress is infectious. It is literally infectious. The people that are around you will feel it. You don't need to be an empath to feel it. <clears throat> it's very pronounced. Um, I've seen it on many occasions. In fact, Lindsay, you um, you refer to your experiences of being in a room where you've got people in there that are stressed, that are that are not in a good place, and you cannot help but feel it. <clears throat> it changes the atmosphere. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I think it's, I think that's a critical point. Too many times in my experience of helping people with stress, does it become very introverted? The management of stress thinks, oh, well, all I need to do is deal with it within myself and therefore everything will be great. The problem is by the time you are dealing with it in inverted commas, you've already been in a place with people who really, really struggle to be around you and, and can feel it and can experience stress. There's, there's even research that says the stress you're experiencing can, can become exactly what they experience. And it's of nothing to do with them whatsoever. It's not there. The stresses are not theirs. <clears throat> they don't have issues to, to challenge to deal with. They just end up taking on board your stress. Mm. Whether that is people that work for you. If you're a solopreneur, it can be the people that are around you. You know, we spoke about earlier about having this great support network. Well, that's all well and good. Assuming that your um, ability, um, excuse me a second, Lindsay. Oh, it's coughing. Dreadful cough. Um, <laughs> that, that even with the people that are there to support you and to be around you, they end up taking some of that stress on too. And that's without getting to the point of what about families? If you're a solopreneur, there is no, rarely, is there an ability to simply shut the laptop and go, well, that's business done. I won't be thinking about that again. Let's go and play with the kids and sit down with a glass of wine with a partner. That isn't something that you can do easily. If you're suffering with chronic stress, irritability is top of the list, right? Uh, physically, you're exhausted emotionally you're triggered <clears throat> you can't keep it inside you you can't it's just not possible so you know to your point um you need to be really careful you know this it's infectious this stress thing and what's worse is when someone's stressed and it's not their problem mm. you know that's just not acceptable i've seen too many businesses where the senior management are all stressed and it could be very valid reasons why. Yes. But but to then transmit that. And and let's also be clear, it's not like, it's not someone standing up saying, I'm stressed, so therefore you're stressed. <laughs> it's way more, it's way more subtle than subtle. that. Subtle. Lack of communication. It's the closed door. It's the irritability. It's the short-temperedness. You cannot help but feel stressed when you are working for someone who is in that state. So let's be clear, stress isn't just about you. Which is probably, I don't know how we're doing for time today, Paul, because it's <laughs> such a topic. We are probably out of time, Lindsay, if I'm brutally honest with you. I could talk about this forever. 
uh, it's a bit of a soapbox thing for me. But look, there, are, there there's enough challenges with life. Don't let stress become something that drags you to a point where physically, emotionally, you cannot do this stuff anymore. So that's about being consciously aware and making a conscious decision to live an incredible life Mm -hmm. and therefore watching out for the stress, watching out for, we all have those telltale signs, don't we? They're for me, I start shouting about anything and everything and it just, it's compounded because one minute I'm shouting about, you know, Rice Krispies on the floor and the next minute, you know, it just goes on and on and on. And then I now I sit down and I go, what was all that about? It's being consciously aware of your own signs, your own symptoms, the the warnings, because our bodies are always talking to us if only we took the time to listen. And you raised a really, or brought us back to that really important point that we do it, we manage, I'm not gonna use the word manage, we address stress, reduce stress for ourselves, but also to benefit all of those around us. Yeah, I mean, that's perfectly summarized, Lindsay. And I think <clears throat> I think it's worth saying, uh, dealing with stress, reducing stress, requires the addressing of the stressors, the thing that makes you feel stressed. Yeah. Because as I said at the start, and I'll say at the end, stress is something that is very natural. Physiologically, it's very natural. Chronic stress is not. And that's the issue. Now, I'm also going to say something else as a sort of summary. Often I hear people talk about stress management techniques. It's a technique. Uh, And to a degree, they are right. And, And I talk about techniques. But it's only impactful if it becomes habitual if it becomes a way of life is simply not good enough to go well i've done mindfulness for a week i'm sorted let it become part of who you are do mindfulness but do it in a way that works for you right we're not going to get on a soapbox about mindfulness here but let's be clear on it because stress is part of our day-to-day life you can't you can't remove stress from your life You know, and I say that to a lot of people who go, well, that's crazy. Isn't that what you're saying? No, it's not. What I'm saying is, you remember that bell curve? We tip over the edge from the top into chronic stress. I'm saying that bit we're going to remove. But stress is something that that you are wired to do. Stress is good for you at a certain point. It drives Mm -hmm. performance, but it is drastically bad for you once it tips over into distress or chronic stress. Now, Paul, we normally at the end of ours, or I don't know if we normally, but we tend to say this is how you get in touch with us both. But today I would really, um, I really want to focus on you. So I know that our listeners can find you on LinkedIn. Yes. Um, But where else can they find you? And can you just remind Mm -hmm. us of those places so that people can reach out? Because you are Stress is your zone of genius, without Mm. doubt. And I really want people to be able to connect with you if they need to. Yes, I I mean, it's a fair point, Lindsay. Um, uh, You you rarely get people jumping on social media saying, help, I'm stressed because it's public. So it is is good to have a mechanism to speak to someone, me or whoever you're going to speak to. So if you're going to talk to me, probably the easiest way for you is to drop me an email. If, if, you, if you're if you on LinkedIn, 
direct message me I'm always happy to talk uh, and there is it's not a case of oh if i message paul he's going to sell me something no nope. uh, happy to talk or you can email me at paul.snell at paulksnell.com the website is on the description on on the on the podcast episode as well and look the, this is about sorting this out before it becomes a life-changing problem so don't hesitate it doesn't cost you anything to contact me yeah, yeah, you know, we can have a chat and, and there is so much to be gained by a quick 30 minute chat. This is about getting that right. And from then on in, it's a life changer. And if anyone's visiting your website, they really, really should sign up to your newsletter and you appear in my inbox <laughs> um, every week. And there is always a golden nugget and there is always something that makes me stop and think. So yes. please do that if you're visiting Paul's website. Paul, thank you so much for answering the questions and for leading us today in this really hot topic, hard topic, broad topic. And I hope that we have given our listeners um, a little insight into particularly how you work and the things that are really important to you, but mm. also perhaps something that they can do for themselves today. And it might be to reach out for help. And that's always a great place to start. So thank you so much to everyone who has listened. As always, we would love to know if you have any questions, if you've enjoyed it, drop us um, an email please feel free to hit subscribe because that really, really does help us. And, or, you know, please do leave a review because that's also really helpful and helps us to reach more people. So thank you everyone for listening and joining us today. Thanks, Lindsay. See you next time. And you. Thank you for joining Lindsay and Paul for this episode of Raw and Real the his and hers look at life and business. The podcast for solopreneurs, entrepreneurs and owners of small and medium-sized businesses who want to experience success in their way and without burning out.